Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Excel Still More podcast. As you know, season one is winding down. After today, there'll just be one more episode, and then we're taking off two months, November and December, and Lord willing, we will be back January the 3rd for season two. In the meantime, I hope you keep enjoying the old episodes and you share this with your family and your friends. Okay, so one of the things we're doing as we get near the end is circling back to some concepts we talked about early in the year. Some of them have evolved for me over the months and warrant a revisit. Today's episode is titled, Just Pick One. And it's about what you do when you're getting tons of information. It can be very easy to get overwhelmed when you're learning a lot. Maybe you're reading a big book and it has tons of great ideas in it. But as you read it, you think, I'll never be able to do all of these. I can't even remember most of them. And it can cause you to give up. Maybe you're listening to a podcast like this one, and you're thinking, 80 episodes? How am I ever going to remember 80 different things? And how would I ever be able to apply them consistently? Sometimes when people feel like they're being hit with too much information, and there's no possible way to keep up with it all, they just want to give up. Sadly, to be honest, I wonder if this is what happens in our biblical and worship journeys. Maybe you'd like to read the Bible every day, but you think, I'll never remember all that. Whatever God shows me to do, I'll never be able to implement it all. If I try to implement it all, it would be a disaster. So people just give up on Bible reading or only read small amounts every once in a while. Maybe worship is like that too. I hadn't thought about this before. There are some people who only come for Sunday morning worship hour. We try to encourage them to come back or to attend Bible classes, but they just don't. Well, maybe I've been missing it. Maybe they're thinking, I don't want to come and listen to a Bible class and learn about stuff I need to do, and then pile on a sermon and learn about more stuff I need to do, and then come back on Sunday night and study even more concepts of Scripture, knowing that There's just no way I can do all of that. Either I won't do it well, or it'll just collapse trying to juggle too many ideas. Well, listen, whether you're a faithful worshiper or not, you probably have felt this. I have. I've been recording these episodes all year long. I would love to tell you that at any given moment, 81 things are going right. They're just all happening at the same time. I'm eating a frog and speaking last I'm saying cool things about other people's balloons, and whatever, any number of episodes. But of course, that's impossible, and that's the first thing I want to talk to you about today. You can only do one thing at a time. You can bounce around, but if you really want to make progress, you can only do it by staying focused on just one thing. You can really only think about one thing at a time. I mean, try it now. Try thinking about two different things at the same time. You can bounce back and forth 
but you can only give attention to one. So any idea that I'm just going to simultaneously apply all of Sunday's lessons and all of the podcast episodes, or to use an example that maybe is more common to everyone, reading Galatians 5 and the fruit of the Spirit. There are nine pieces, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Now, there's a sense in which you will carry all of them with you throughout the day, but I dare you to try to get better at all nine of them at the same time. Impossible. I dare you to give even two of them attention in the same moment. You cannot do it. So should we just stop reading the Bible or going to worship or listening to podcasts since we can't do it all? Well, I think you understand how foolish that approach is, but I'm going to explain something to you anyway. In life, we consume lots of information, and that's a great thing to do. Not because you can do it all ever or at any one time or even in your lifetime, but because study and listening and learning stores up in your mind information you can use. When will you use it? We're going to talk about that today. How can you strategically grow and build on those concepts? We're going to get there. But I can't have you sitting there thinking, I should stop learning because my implementation is not effective. You will never be able to practice everything that you hear preached. But when you listen and learn and remember it, you will have it to use later when you need it. And as you'll see today, it can be implemented strategically. So keep reading, keep worshiping, keep listening and keep learning and apply this very simple daily secret. Just pick one. Just pick one to handle a given situation. Just pick one to help govern a single day of life. Just pick one to pray about, read about, and consciously go about implementing. You might initially think that you're leaving the rest behind, that you're neglecting all of the rest. Well, that's not true. In some sense, you carry all of those principles with you anyway. You're not rejecting them. You're just giving specific focus to growth in one area. This was what we introduced back in episode 10 when we talked about the one thing. In any given conversation, environment, situation, or day, there are a lot of things going on, a lot of things you know, as we've said already, a lot of things you're going to say or do, But if you will identify, consciously and intentionally identify one thing that is needed in that moment and don't let it go, don't bounce around, don't replace it, hold it, you will grow in it in that moment and it will have a real and positive effect on your life right then and there. We drew the concept for that episode from the phrase, one thing found in the New Testament, There are a couple of really interesting stories, like when Mary and Martha had Jesus in their home and Martha was busy about food preparation, etc. And Jesus said what? One thing is necessary. I suppose it's easy to argue that a lot of things were necessary. Certainly at some point, having a clean house and providing food is necessary. But Jesus said in this moment, right here, 
there's just one thing that you need to hang on to. You need to stay focused on that one thing, which of course was sitting at his feet and learning. The ability to identify what is the one concept from God, the one thing that is needed right now that I can hold on to, to a positive effect, well, you can do that in a lot of areas in your life. Martha was expected to do it then, and so are you. In that episode, we talked about a guy who goes to work in the morning, same place he's worked for years. But before he walks in, he's going to grab onto one biblical concept. Now, truth be told, he's a Christian, so a lot of things are naturally going to happen. He will unconsciously perpetuate godliness in many ways, but he won't grow in those ways, not without attention. So today, before he goes in, he tells himself, God is with me. He prays about the presence of God. Maybe he reads in the scripture about it and he walks into the building and the day is different. Every decision that he makes, every conversation that he has runs through this filter that Jesus the Christ is standing right next to him. Now you might say, well, he knew that already. Yeah, he did. He's always known that. But he hadn't chosen that as the one thing that he was going to keep mindful And when he did, everything was different. That same guy heads home, and before he walks through the door at night, he tells himself just one thing. There are lots of things he's going to say and do when he walks through the door. Lots of Christian attributes he hopefully will put on display. Most of that will happen naturally. But if he wants to really grow in something and see a difference, he needs to pick one. So before he walks through the door, he says, tonight, She comes first. He probably believes that ought to happen all the time, but he notices it usually doesn't. But this time, he's going to pray about it before he goes in, think about it, and maybe even mention it throughout the night. Now, of course, an hour later, she's going to sit him down after he's washed the dishes and listened to her entire story about an afternoon event, and she's going to say, okay, what did you do? I mean, it might really be a major change in his conduct. Now, here's the thing. He already knows that she ought to come before him. He's heard all the sermons. He's gathered all the information, and that's good. But it didn't really change anything until he picked that one thing and held on to it. So we talked a lot about that in that episode, episode 10. You're encouraged to check it out. Maybe you'll find some of it useful. We had a few other examples there as well. What I want to do in the back half of this episode is I want to show you how all of the information, spiritually speaking, that you gather up throughout the week can seem like a lot, maybe even too much to process. But if you just pick one and you find the right way to do it, you will see true and pretty awesome daily growth as you go from one thing to the next giving individual ideas maximum effort. All right, let me give you several examples, and I hope you'll find these useful. Firstly, let's talk about Bible reading and Bible study. If you're reading every day, you're learning a lot, and that can become overwhelming almost instantly. Remember, it's okay to gather more information than you have the ability to use in the moment. You'll use it later. But pick one thing from Scripture and make that the theme of the day. A perfect example would be in Galatians 5. Those nine pieces. 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I want to get better in all those things, but I can't do them all at once. So in the morning, in my bathroom, when I'm getting ready for the day, there are some diamond-shaped tiles on the wall. And I will reach up with my finger and I will touch nine of those tiles and I will recite each of the fruit of the Spirit that I read about in Galatians 5. Then I go back and I just put my finger on one of them. This morning, I chose faithfulness. I put my hand on it. I defined the word out loud. I prayed to God about it. I thought about what it looked like. And now it's 4.46 p.m. for me. And I have been thinking about how to become more faithful and implement faithfulness in everything I've done all day long. I am more faithful and faith-oriented than I was when I woke up this morning. Now, you might say, well, you've neglected all the others. Not necessarily. They've all kind of hung around. I've had some joy and love and peace today, but I don't know that I have gotten much better at those. Faithfulness, I feel like I have. So I'm committed to something. Maybe this will be a nice challenge for you. Over the next nine days, I think tomorrow would be day four for me, But over a nine-day period, each morning, I will choose another quality of the Spirit, and I will grab a hold of it, pray about it, read about it, think about it, and talk about it all day long. Just pick one. Now, tomorrow, I have a feeling that faithfulness is still going to be hanging around, which is pretty great, but joy will be added to the mix, and it will get attention. You might say, man, This is going to take a long time. All the stuff I read in Scripture, and I'm supposed to just one day at a time implement it? Well, yeah, that's how we grow every day. Of course, you might be surprised at how you pick one thing at multiple times during the day. Like we gave in our example of when the guy got to work, he chose one thing, and when he got home, he chose another You're using that valuable database of knowledge you've been gathering and you're using it intentionally and individually. Let's apply it to worship. Remember I told you earlier, maybe people don't come to worship regularly because they feel like no matter what they learn, it's just going to be too much. But let's rethink that a second. Let's say you go to services on Sunday morning, you hear a great Bible class, and you're taught one incredible principle that would change your life. Maybe you even write it down. And then during the sermon, the preacher says three things that rock your world, and you write those down. Then you come back on Sunday night, and you hear a sermon with two more ideas that would really make your life better. Well, have you been adding? You have six things you were taught today. That's a lot. And there are two mistakes that get made every week on Mondays. Mistake number one, just forget about all of it. It's way more than you can do anyway. Mistake number two, try to do it all at one time in one conversation. That's not going to work out. But what about this? What if Monday you just picked one of those concepts, prayed about it, read about it, and thought about it, and used it all day long? Tuesday, you chose another, and Wednesday another. At the end of each day, whatever you've done made you better, and it continued to contribute to your overall growth, so it doesn't go away. You just pick one day in and day out. Well, check it out. By Saturday, you will have implemented 
all of those great things that you've learned, and you will be stronger. Before we end this episode, I feel like I need to talk to you at least about how I am using the Excel Still More journal. Each and every morning, I fill in eight different categories. Some of them are really simple, like the events from yesterday or today's schedule, but several others require me to pick one thing. Now, it ends up being one for each category, which actually is quite doable. It's when you have multiple things in each category that you run into problems. So for instance, to pick a couple of easy ones, eat that frog. That's where you knock out one annoying thing early in the day. We've talked about how you may have a dozen of those, but it's going to stress you out chasing those frogs all over the yard. So every day, I just write one down. Today, I went to Lowe's to get an O-ring for our kitchen sink. Done. Not a big deal. By just picking the one, I get it done very easily, one day at a time, knock it all out. Another category is level three gratitude. Look, I'm grateful for tons of things, but thinking about all of those things at once isn't going to be very productive. So each day I write down one thing, just one thing I'm grateful for. I choose one. I write down what God has done to make that thing possible. Today it was actually a person in my life. I write down what makes that person so valuable. I thank God for that person, and I vow to do or say something today to show my appreciation. Most of the categories allow for that. Even the last one, affirmations are cool. I've just been using the fruit of the Spirit. Today I said, Lord, I seek faithfulness. I know I can be faithful. I know what I can do to get there, and today I will do it. And tomorrow, I'll write down something else. Listen, over the course of weeks and months, some really incredible transformation takes place. And I hope you experience that in all kinds of areas. But remember this, it all begins with just pick one. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this program, we encourage you to share with your friends. You can tell them about the podcast. You can share the content from the Excel Still More Facebook page. All of that is really helpful. Also remember, if you're an Apple user, subscribe, rate, and review. It makes an enormous difference. And please keep in mind, whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Excel Still More.